0: Hello, hello, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 180 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Great to have you here today. And I'm pretty excited, actually, to be bringing this particular conversation to you today. So recently, over in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses, I posted that the wonderful Juliet Robinson and I were about to do some recording for our Grow Your Influence podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that podcast in a moment, but um Interestingly, the suggestions of, you know, topics that people would like to hear about there was quite a few that centred a lot around generational differences in the workplace. And I do see this topic kind of pop up every now and again. It's one of those things that seem to be a bit cyclical for some reason. Um, But quite a few people were asking about generations at work and how to lead different generations and uh, keep people motivated and happy, you know, very much coming from a positive place of wanting to understand people better, which which I love. Uh, And this issue, as I said, comes up, I feel like, every so often. And then interestingly, this morning I was out on my walk and I was listening to uh, Simon Sinek being interviewed. And if you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you all know this. If you're newer to the podcast, you may not know this. I'm a little bit of a Simon Sinek girl. I just think his mind works brilliantly and he can articulate complex ideas very powerfully. So I would always listen to something he was being interviewed on. And this wasn't about generations of work or any anything workplace specific at all, actually, but And yet the conversation turned to generational differences and work and why certain generations get frustrated with other generations. And I thought, hmm, the universe is telling me that we need to do a podcast episode on this. Now, I am going to record some new content on this, but today I'm actually going to share with you a previous episode of the Grow Your Influence podcast. Now, if you're not familiar with the Grow Your Influence podcast, I highly recommend you check it out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It is a podcast that I co-host with Juliet Robinson from Big Goals. Juliet is a leadership expert. She works with organizations and boards and non-for-profits and a whole range of types of businesses and their leadership teams on helping to improve communication between leaders, helping people improve their leadership skills and have better understanding of themselves as leaders. Juliet's been working in this field for many, many, many years. She's very experienced. And her and I, every fortnight on the Grow Your Influence podcast, have a chat about something that's topical, Usually in our world at the time, we tend to see the same themes pop up in the types of businesses we work with, and we have just a really conversational uh, kind of discussion on the podcast about what we're seeing, what we know works, what we know doesn't work, uh, in order to give some real insight and advice for businesses throughout the throughout the world, actually. It's an international podcast. So Grow Your Influence is released every fortnight. You can listen to it wherever you're listening to this podcast. Just search Grow Your Influence. Put my name or put Juliet Robinson. It should come up. It's a purple tile with our faces on it, so you should be able to spot us pretty easily. Now, listening to the feedback that people are interested about generational differences and how to lead different generations, it reminded me that actually... A little while ago now, probably will be 12 months ago, Juliet and I recorded a conversation about this for the Grow Your Influence podcast, and I thought this would be a perfect conversation to share here on this podcast for those of you who might be struggling with this or interested in learning more about the different generations at work and how they like to be led and how they like to lead. So this was leadership-centric. So whilst this was recorded a little while ago, I do still believe the conversation is very valuable and very interesting, and so I thought I'd bring it to you today. But stay tuned because I have got some new content coming up on different generations. I'm going to hone in on each of the different generations how they like to lead, how they like to be led, and how you can interact. All together in a workplace, because a multi generational workplace is an amazing workplace to create. You get so much value from having multiple, multiple generations working together. Now, if you are interested in chatting about different generations at work, how to lead them, what challenges you might be having, what's working well, please go ahead and join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link will be in today's show notes, wherever you're listening to this episode, or in Facebook groups. If you just search HR Support Australia, you should find us there. And, yes, you can give us podcast suggestions in that group as well because we welcome them. It's always great to know what you'd like to hear about. Okay, without further ado, let's welcome Juliet Robinson to the People Powered Business Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the different generations in our workplaces and uh, understand a little bit more about them but also talk about uh, leadership styles of those generations and also what they're looking for in mm. our leaders. It's, I find this
1: absolutely fascinating. Yeah, so do I. And I think it's interesting. I mean, I always preface this with saying I think it, this is great stuff to be aware of, but mm. that we need to be careful not to pigeonhole people as a generation because, you know, yeah. you hear that sort of like, oh, you know, Gen X are so blah. Or, and in fact, my teenage daughter uses boomer as a bit when she wants to sort of insult me in a gentle yes. way. You yeah. know, you're <laughs> such a boomer. And I'm not a boomer, um, as I point out to her. But I just find it really interesting that that young people think that's an insult, you know. Absolutely. So I think we, really, yeah. 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 My um,
0: nice stepson uses that as, as an insult as well. So it's, right. it's definitely something that their age group, their similar ages um, do, and, and they feel like, they think it's hilarious as a... Um, yeah. As an insult, uh, but we're not boomers.
1: Well I, was, well, I love the fact that for them, probably anyone over 25 is probably considered so old that they're a boomer. That's true. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Unimaginably old, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I think I think there's so much we can learn from the different generations and I think it's really good to understand the the bigger influences on each generation um, but I think, you know, it, it needs to be taken in the context of what it, what is also going on for people as individuals um, and what, what their life stage is as well. Absolutely. So, and so much it, to talk about.
0: So much. And I think it's important too to recognise that actually having a multi-generational workforce oh, is oh, really, really important. And I see, I'm totally. sure you've seen this as well, I, I know businesses that tend to hire a type and inevitably that yes. type has a look. And age and so they're hiring all the same people which is great when they want to just have friends (laughs) they're hiring their friendship circle but it's not great when they've got different clients with different needs and they need different perspectives because they all share the same views because they are all from the same generation there's real value in having a multi-generational workforce I
1: think that's true, and I think there's also just different energy that comes with each generation. Mm. You know, so I was talking with someone the other day, and we were remarking about how the young people coming up behind us have so much more energy, and they have a fresh perspective on things, and you know, and they have a whole lot of value that they're bringing to things, and it's different to what we bring. You know, I feel like my energy as I've got older, apart from flagging, it's much (laughs) steadier. You know, and you, you come with experience and perspectives that younger generations don't have yet mm. but they certainly bring the energy and that powerhouse so so i think getting those different energies is also really fabulous
0: yeah absolutely and i think that's where sometimes we tend to make gross generalizations about generations and and yeah. we say look oh, you know they're sort of a little older they're a baby boomer that they don't have the energy, or even the capacity, I've certainly had businesses say they won't be able to pick that up fast enough, and I think I don't think that's true. And I've certainly yes. seen younger people of younger generations struggle to pick new things up, where I've certainly seen some much older workplace participants have yes. no stress around tech pick up and that kind of thing. So yeah. this is where we um, need to watch ourselves on our generalisations. I think. I as think well. so. Mm. Yeah, but
1: they're so, so easy start? to make, aren't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So should we start looking at our baby boomers as a starting point? Because they're probably the oldest generation currently in our workplaces.
1: Well, we should just probably give a quiet mention quickly to the silent generation because they're probably there's still a few, particularly in yeah. family-owned businesses I see, mm. um, who are, you know, they're they're now in their mid-70s and older. Yeah. So there's very few of them around really. But they when they are around, they tend to be in really senior positions and often have Lot of power, Mm. and um, and I think these are our traditionalists, you know, these are people who were born from the late 20s through to 1945. So they grew up in the shadow of wars, they're very respectful of hierarchy, and they expect that sort of respect. That's true, yeah. Yeah.
0: And these people are quite often, um, in our businesses, maybe the founders of the business, yes, they've been part of a family based business, Mm. and they do demand, um, not in a, just in a very quiet way, a, a large amount of respect for, for the business that they have helped build.
1: Yes, and they, they tend to be very self-sufficient really um, and they expect that because they grew up in an environment where loyalty was a really big thing, they tend to have that expectation of loyalty, which can be challenging for them when younger generations coming through are not, As attached to loyalty in the same way. Mm. Um, It's interesting, they're often considered quite risk-averse, which may be an age-related thing. Um, But I I see sometimes that's not always the case. You know, and this is where, again, we can't generalize about things, because I've worked with people from this generation who are really, um, really excited about opportunities, they're looking to innovate. Um, And they're really happy to take risks as long as they're the right risks, you know, as long as they've been thought through.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of um, that generation, they had to be risk takers because of the environment that they grew up in. And I think this is where, um, whilst we don't make generalisations, this is where there are commonalities with our generations because... We, you know, every generation grew up in the same global environment of the world events that were happening at that time. Yeah, and like, yes. all, This is post-war and this is sort of new ideas and a fresh sense of energy in, in the world generally. Yes. Um, and this generation was responsible for re-injecting some vibrance back into our economy at those times. And they did have to take risks in order to create businesses during that period. And um, um, so I think there is a, I don't I think there is that element of the ones that took the risks are the ones reaping the rewards now.
1: I think that's true and and certainly what we see is as a generation that there's a big a focus for them on financial results. Mm-hmm. so you know that, that that there's this respect for hierarchy. there's not so much a need to connect with people often. you know that that that's a a learned skill being brought in by different generations, as you say, bringing in different. Experiences, yeah. They have, this they generation's have independence. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, so that's the silent generation. Let's move on to baby boomers because, as you say, they are the biggest force. I think. Yeah, um, and they are they are often the controlling force in business.
0: Yeah, very much so. So our baby boomers were born sort of 1946 through to the mid 60s, about 1964. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the group that we're talking about. Um, And one of the things I think really sort of um, tells us a lot about baby boomers is their real belief, their work ethic, I guess, is that hard work reaches the rewards. They were about putting in all the hard work that you possibly can, and I think that has framed up uh, how they show up in the workplace as well.
1: I think that's true. And I think, you know, because there was this boom, Mm. there was a shortage of, you know, places at school and jobs. And, you know, so there's quite a competitive streak to this generation they really had to fight for what they wanted to get so i think that all that comes through definitely in that yeah, competitiveness absolutely. and that yeah. resourcefulness you know they, this is a generation of of problem solvers yes you know who, who are really and you know for all the tag of being a boomer this generation is the one that really has driven so much change
0: yes because but, they really had an optimistic mindset um they they're I guess the environment that they grew up in was uh, more positive in terms of um, there was opportunity, there was possibility. Um, So there was a very different feel to the generation prior in the environment they grew up in. Um, But very much, I guess, um, one career path, I guess, is where baby boomers um, established themselves. They just worked at it and worked at it and worked at it to get better to climb the ladder um yep. you know, changing jobs regularly was not a hallmark of this generation and, and still is not a hallmark of this generation. They're much more stayed and steady in a place.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's interesting too. But and I think, I mean, this generation they talk about how they um they grew up together. So this was still quite traditional family structures often and often big families, you know, hence the boom. Mm. You know, there were a lot of people around. So this is a generation that also has that those sort of family structures and, and values those relationships with big groups of people, you know? Yeah, yeah, big.
0: That's that's exactly what I think of my parents both um yes. will be in this generation, both one of five children. And yes. that's common of that time where most of us couldn't bear the thought. <laughs> <by our children. laughs> yes. Um yeah. but that's that and, and so the you know the family gatherings are big. And so yes, in a workplace surrounding themselves
1: with people would be important and and labor laws were changing as these these people were growing up too so there was more time for leisure you know and leisure was being encouraged so yeah they got together and they did more social things um than perhaps the silent generation before them that was a bit more austere yeah a bit more structure that there was work and then there was Family or, or recreation
0: time, definitely. Yeah. What about the leadership style of our baby boomers? What do they t- what do they tend to be like as leaders in your experience?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So I think what I see is they really they like to be acknowledged for their expertise, for their experience. You know, some of that is age related. I think again, you know, they tend to be in more senior roles now because just, you know, mm. they've been around for a while, they've been doing it for a while. Mm. Um, what I see is that. This is not a generation who grew up talking about stuff in terms of work. So, in terms of being vulnerable around their leadership, in terms of seeking feedback or giving feedback, that's not really something that they're that familiar with. And I think they didn't grow up with it in a family sense. You know, they might have been disciplined, but they weren't, they didn't have those easy feedback models. And certainly the vulnerability thing I see is really difficult for this generation. Yeah, the um,
0: leadership style, I think, tends to be just much
1: more directive.
0: You know, it's just, is yes, a, a yeah. matter of fact, this is what we need to get done. Let's just get it done. We don't need to flop around with everything else. Yes. Um. So they don't have that, like you said, those softer skills of, of having those communication um, models around
1: them. Mm. And I see, look, I see the mentoring and supporting younger people a lot mm. and I think that's part of that wanting to be acknowledged for the skills that they bring which is you know that you know you talked about it being very competitive mm. for them I think that that acknowledgement of those skills and experience is part of the mentoring and supporting younger people
0: yeah I, I, I think always, they even do that they almost skip a generation in terms of that I've, I've noticed yeah. so they tend to to really gravitate towards your Gen Ys and your Gen Zs more in that mentoring, which yes. I don't really know why. I've just noticed that as a pattern, but I find that really interesting. But uh, on that point, if you have baby boomers in your business and they are seeking or showing signs of wanting to be a, a mentor or a guide, I would absolutely bake that into your business because there's so much gold in
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is when we talk about, the benefits of multi generational workforces. This is how you start to really tap into that. Yeah. Is using some of this. I think also this is a generation that is sandwiched between supporting and their parents. Yeah. And the younger generations too, because we're living longer. The baby boomers are this first generation who are really, um, I think, caught between some of that.
0: Yeah, I, I was talking to um, I was, I was, where was I yesterday? Being interviewed on another podcast, and I was talking about the pressures, and we were talking about the pressures particularly on women in business, but yeah. um, about this challenge that I'm seeing more and more about having to care for elderly parents and elderly relatives, yeah. um, and that's that's quite a burden. And I think you're right. This is the first generation that that's really impacted in such a significant way that are still navigating the workforce at the same time
1: yes exactly yeah I think Mm -hmm. so and often have quite senior roles in the workforce that's what I see so they're they're grappling with a whole lot of different things
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely so following our baby boomers we have gen x yeah which is I'm a gen x you're a gen x aren't you I think.
1: I'm, I'm
0: just, I scraped into Gen X. I'm hanging on I to that. So Gen X yes. is uh, 65 through to 79. And look, I, I think it's fair to say that when Gen X showed up in the workplace, baby boomers were not our biggest fans because we, yeah. as Gen X, had a very, very different approach to work. Um, And it probably shook things up a little bit for a much more traditional generation, just like the generations since us have done the same to us as well. So this is where it's great to get that difference. Um, So Gen X, what what's your take on Gen X?
1: Well, I mean, I think for me what I see is that this is a generation that grew up when the world was changing significantly. Mm -hmm. So this is the generation who grew up with mothers starting to go to work so this so often they had much less adult supervision there wasn't a mother at home when they got home from school all the time so there's a bit more reliance on friends and a bit more self-reliance i think absolutely super independent
0: as a generation Yeah. Um, yep. and i think that family structure was changing through this generation too in yeah. uh, dual income households absolutely divorce Generally divorce small, was coming in exactly small yes. family units as well so yes. um i think the previous generations when there were so many you know often children in a family the older children helping look after the younger children there yes. wasn't yes. so much of that um we were starting to see that taper off i think
1: i think so but also we're starting to see more information coming at them so mm-hmm. tv is yes. a, is a big deal for this generation and I think things were changing. So there weren't as many, um, you know, sort of wholesome family shows. There was a bit more uh, provocative content on there Mm -hmm. and they were being challenged with things. And so they talk about this generation being a bit sceptical. They were really, they grew up with things, uh, with being taught to question things, I think. Yeah. And, And that the idyllic sort of lifestyle wasn't necessarily the reality for many of them. Definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know as a child... I asked, but why, 70,000 yes. billion times a day. And, yes. that, you know, I think that's our generation. We grew up questioning everything. Everything, exactly. We learned yes. that, I think, to an extent. I yes. think, So, yeah, I think this is, there's this sense of questioning, a little bit of cynicism around um, Gen X. And what yes. I think what really changed in the workplace is because we were willing to question everything. We also questioned why is working harder and longer hours the only way forward, which was yeah. the hallmark of the generations before us. And we really questioned that. And I think that's where we really ruffled some feathers because the older generations didn't question those things. They yeah. were loyal. They accepted the status quo. Yeah. We were less keen on the status <laughs> quo.
1: I think that's right, yes. And, and the, the casualisation, I mean, this is the generation that bought in Casual Friday. Yeah. God bless yeah. them. <laughs> You no, know, <laughs> a wardrobe challenge once a week. We all need exactly, um, exactly, exactly. You know, Casual Friday
0: could be your most stressful day of the
1: week. Absolutely, gosh, yes. But but yes, as you say, this, this is not a generation that was interest, as in, as interested in in the hierarchy mm. and the formality. Um, so they, they were definitely they brought in this more casual and perhaps more direct way of addressing things. Because yeah. they grew up as critical thinkers, as, as sort of a bit more sceptical, they're questioning things much more. And there are, what I see is that they're also, because they're not that interested in hierarchy, this is a generation that's building flatter organisational structures. Yeah. So they'd rather have um, a slightly bigger team than have layers in that team.
0: And I think we saw the rise of smaller businesses through this generation. That
1: entrepreneurial thing, yes.
0: I think the other key thing that really changed was, like you referenced with, with TV and technology, Computers started turning up as this generation was hitting the workforce. We were talking to our teenagers the other day and explaining what it was like to be at uni and in our first jobs where there was one computer with a DOS program and, um, you know, the first printer that we got was, I can't remember what it was called, but had those little holes in the side and it would churn through and the dial-up internet. That's it. And dial-up internet that it's so far removed from what, the younger generations have grown up in. But it was such a revolution at that time compared to um, what the generations before us had been doing at work. So there was so much tech change coming into play. Nothing like what we see now, but, you know, for that time it was.
1: Well, this is a very tech-savvy generation, in fact. You know, I mean, the founders of things like Google and eBay and, um, you know, Netscape, lots of those sorts of things were founded by gen x's yeah um, and i agree my first uh i, I worked in a share industry when i was still at uni and that was all paper-based yeah. so this you had to compare certificates with things and i moved in that company i was working for an accounting firm then and we had a computer room and yeah. if you wanted to do something on the computer you went in and you worked at the one terminal mm-hmm. in this enormous room that was filled with a computer Yeah. Nobody had a computer on their desk. You know, it was none of that sort of thing. No. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But yeah, I think this is a very tech savvy generation, and I think that that is also. I mean, apart from that sort of feeding that entrepreneurialism, I think this is also where this idea of work life balance came from too, because Mm -hmm. these are the guys who who question, as you say, that sort of, do we really need to do this this way mm-hmm. you know isn't there a better way to do this and yeah, i think so technology are helped harder, that. not harder definitely. yes and, and they hooked into technology to do that i think
0: yeah and what about as leaders what what do you see um, in the gen x's you work with in terms of their leadership style i think they're, they're far less directive um, yes than the baby boomers which has its pros and cons but what do you see
1: i it's interesting a lot of them i what i see is they like to work Quite autonomously. Mm-hmm. Then this is they, they like responsibility. They like getting stuff done. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but and there's certainly um, there's still a generation that has been looking for advancement. But yeah, as you say, I see them also looking for that balance. Yes. Looking for work-life balance. Um, yeah. Not necessarily loving teams, though, is what I see. Actually, that's you know, that's
0: that is very true with the the Gen X uh, entrepreneurs and leaders that I work with. Yeah, they find it really, which is so interesting. Um, yes. I find, but I think yeah. they like to coordinate workflow, but don't necessarily like to coordinate people. Yes,
1: yes, I, that's. I think that's exactly right. Yes, and, and I'm happy to take responsibility like, for the workflow. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, and I, they seem to really to me they like to be led by. Someone that gets stuff done, so they yeah. like to be led by someone that's right. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going, yeah. and take action. That—that's yes. my experience there. That—that's what they seem to enjoy in in their
1: leaders. So, and they don't want to be micromanaged. Oh no, you know, they want they want the autonomy to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, not many people like being micromanaged anyway. But this is certainly as a generational thing. You know, I, I do see that sort of autonomy um, and responsibility coming through. Yeah. Um, but not wanting happy to be told what needs to happen. Yeah. But or what we? We'll but then want to work then go and get it done.
0: Yeah. 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 Very interesting, and I think they're making up a, a huge chunk of our leaders in businesses um, totally. currently. Um, yes. So it's interesting to watch that sort of transition play out as well. Mm.
1: And interestingly, I, again, to me, this is a generation that still struggles with that vulnerability as a leader, um, yes. struggles with the whole giving and receiving feedback, although I, I think they are finding it uh, definitely easier to get on board with some of that than boomers.
0: Definitely. Actually. And I think what the, what I sort of now that we talk about this, what I notice with the Gen X leaders who don't like leading, um, they're not as direct as the baby boomers. And that can actually yeah. cost them because yes. they assume that everyone can kind of read their mind or everyone's on the same page or obviously that's how I want it done. Yes. Um, and therefore they don't communicate as directly sometimes as they should and need to. And that's often that is the tipping point that then causes the frustration that they
1: have with people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting point and I think that's really true. Mm. And I, mm. It's interesting. Yes. We could have a whole,
0: we might need to do a whole episode no, no. on GenX
1: Yes. Well, it might be useful because, you know, I think um, they have a lot of influence at the moment. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I think th- these are the people who, as you say, a lot of them are in positions of leadership
0: so, yeah, and a lot of them are running their own businesses. Um So, yes.
1: um, yeah, and that entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs. Well.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very so interesting. So oh. let's move on to Gen Y. Now, I, I am not ashamed to admit that I may or may not have got myself in a little bit of trouble about commentary about Gen Y at one point in the past. Oh, okay. I, I think it was misconstrued because I don't think there, there is a perception that and does not come from me, comes from many people though. The Gen Y are a little lazy. And I don't yeah. think that's true. I just think they're different and people really struggled with that. So Gen Gen Y, so we're clear, um, born 1980 through to the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, they're also called the millennials, Gen Y. Yeah. So same things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a much more social uh, group, aren't they?
1: They're very connected. Yes. yes. Um, and this is a group who really grew up with, um, with, with a slight difference at school. You know, they, they did a lot of team-based projects at school because the way we taught started to shift.
0: That's a really but, interesting point, actually. The education system underlying all of these generations has shifted.
1: Totally. And, and that yeah. has formed the individuals coming into our workplaces. Definitely. And and what I see with these millennials is they are much more open to collaborating. They just expect to collaborate. And they're quite good at communicating um, because of that. But this is the first generation where I would say that they, because of this, they want feedback. So they want to know how they're going. And they're pretty comfortable about giving and receiving feedback. They're very comfortable
0: um, with giving and receiving feedback. Yeah. And Gen X and baby boomers found that really challenging. Totally. Because yes. so far out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And I I want to say particularly for baby boomers, but I think it's also true of Gen X. We were, I think there was a perception of who do you think you are giving us that feedback? We didn't, yes. you didn't solicit that I, feedback. Yes. Well, if we want your feedback,
1: we'll, you know, tell you sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this has really changed how we communicate in the workplace i think this is also the generation where they their parents were very involved in their lives mm-hmm. yes so Helicopter this is a, parents <laughs> yes this is where the term started wasn't it so this is a group of children who are growing up being told they're special yeah you know getting lots of praise they're probably being sheltered by that helicoptering Mm -hmm. Um, so that bad things don't happen to them. Um, But their parents are very in their lives. And this is where you're starting to see friendships, you know, between parents and their children, which is, well, it's not a new concept at all. Mm. It seems to be a slightly, it's a shift, I think, with this generation. The friendships are different. There's more sharing at a younger age um, and there's more um, connection between parents and their children, I think.
0: Yeah, and a very different type or style of parenting started to emerge, not just around their involvement, but in generations before, it was expected that you would get into the workforce at a pretty young age and, you know, juggle, either leave school to work or juggle school and work. Um, This generation, what I started to see, and it sort of morphed into uh, Gen Z as well, was parents were suggesting that, no, 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 you don't need to go out and work, we're going to take care of it, because they didn't want this, their children to struggle the same way that they struggled. So it was out of there yes. um, that they yeah. sort of said, just focus on your studies. You don't need to work. But what happened then was we had a whole cohort of people hitting the workforce that didn't have those foundation yeah. skills around workplace etiquette, what was appropriate, what to Absolutely. do the seek. Yep.
1: But, but at the same time, they are very self-confident. Yes, and very used to sort of talking about how everybody's doing. So you know, and, and they've grown up with this kind of you know every voice matters mm. approach. Yep. So yes, I, it's an interesting generation this one I think coming in, mm. and because they're very collaborative, they're often brilliant in a team. Yes. Um, once they settle in, and once everybody gets used to this idea that that there's going to be more talking about how we're going. Yes. Um, I also see them being much more values-driven. When I was working with a consulting firm and I was working with their graduate recruitment program and obviously watching the young grads come through at that time, and I remember one day one of the the graduates, we had a panel with partners in the firm and a whole lot of graduates um, who had been through an interview process. You know, there were a number of interview phases Mm. and, and this, this was just a sort of a and a session, and one of them asked the partner group um, what they were doing about their corporate social, their CSR. Now, she <laughs> didn't say corporate social responsibility. She just said, what's the firm do about their CSR? And you can see the partners is looking at one another, no idea what the acronym even meant. So she said, you know, your corporate social responsibility, and again, they're still looking at one another, and one of the partners said, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. And you can see this generate this group from this generation just going, "Well, who are you if you yeah. don't think in this very values driven way?" And I see this generation choosing where they work and who they work with often, absolutely in terms of their values,
0: absolutely. And and this is important, really, to acknowledge when our workplaces are in a, a, a flux, a bit of a time of change, that your ability to communicate your values mean what what your work means in the bigger world even if it's making widgets it has an impact yeah. um, is going to help you attract and retain this yeah. generation because yeah. if they feel like they're going to work just to do a job with zero connection to something bigger yeah. they're simply not going to take the job so yeah. it, it is it, and i think it's really you know helped other generations to reframe and refocus on what is actually important in the world. Um, uh, So I think it's been been a really good contribution.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this is a generation that wants to have a say. Mm. You know, they really want to um, be able to talk about these things and have a view on them.
0: Yeah. And Mm. I think because of how they've grown up and the, you know, super supportive parenting style that they had, they're yeah. looking for that in their leaders as well. So they yes. want to feel supported. So the uh, ability of the leader to show empathy, support, vulnerability, and not necessarily yeah. that means, you know, put up with poor performance, but uh, to be a supportive leader, that's what this generation's looking for.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so. And structure. You know, they, they want to be guided by leaders but they also want to be heard by those leaders so they don't expect it to just be a one way relationship I think they're all no and I think um there's also a sense of the what's in it for me that comes through in terms of how they seek career development so you know with older generations the well it's for the good of the firm sort of thing yeah I I don't see that with this generation I see them saying well how, how what does this mean for my career
0: Absolutely. In fact, I think it's <clears throat> might have come out of McCrindle this quote, but they um, the way they approach their careers is they work with organisations, not yes. for an organisation. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. And that's um, really that's such a shift, isn't it, in thinking? Huge, huge yeah. shift
0: for that generation. Yeah. And they will. This is the first generation, really, that is going to have several careers at the same time. And it will not be unusual that this generation will have. A job and a side hustle, and maybe a second job. Um, The old traditional one job at a time progression through that career—that's out the window for this generation.
1: I think so. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and just that valuing of things that aren't—I mean, they—they certainly they want um, they value their life outside of work. Yes. um, And and they do certainly value. Results and and financial awards, but I think this is also a generation that's looking for that non-financial rewards as well. In terms Absolutely. of that, yeah.
0: um, this is the generation that will actually use their community service leave and yes.
1: um,
0: you know want the ability to take time off to um, you know invest time in something that is important to them, whether it's charity or whether it's some other cause yep. or, or pursuit. They they will want that opportunity.
1: And we'll want their work to engage with the things they're interested in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely.
0: Really interesting um, generation. I think Gen Y possibly made that. not say the biggest change, but but a very significant change in how we work.
1: Yes, I think so too. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and then we have our then Gen Zs, and look,
0: we are parents of Gen Zs, so we've got probably yeah. plenty to say about this. But mid 90s through to two thousand and nine. Um. An interesting generation, and I think one of the biggest uh, things that I see play out in this generation is there is not doing one thing at a time. They are doing several things at a time, all the time. And I think what we all need, and this is I see this uh, frustration play out with employers saying, "Why have they got their mobile phone on their desk?" Because they can actually, and they can actually get both things done, and it's not a distraction to them because they are—they have grown up with technology yes. in their fingertips, uh, multiple um, sources coming at them at any one time, and they're fine with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's so true. Interestingly, I mean, because these are these are our digital natives, really, aren't they? These are the ones who have grown up with who, who don't really understand old-fashioned phones. <laughs> you know, they, think they're rather
0: they don't understand yeah yeah rather, we'll have to come back to an antique store to show them the old uh
1: ring around style of yes phone. yes exactly as as my daughter said when she was wearing why would you invent a phone where you had to do that when you could just press the buttons you know yes, so, technology wasn't there yet my love <laughs> yes exactly um yeah and i think you're right i think this is the generation that is doing you know has a side hustle this is this is the gig economy is that you know where they're doing? They'll they'll shift from things to things. What I see though is that whilst technology is just a given in their world, they are looking for the human side in work. They're looking for connection with people mm-hmm. at work. Yep, and I think that's really interesting. That technology now is such a given in their lives that it's not exciting in the way it was for maybe you know the baby boomers or even Gen X. Mm. It's just a given. So now we've gone back to I want to connect with people in my work.
0: Yeah, and um, we probably won't talk about the alpha gen today because they're not really hitting our workplaces yet, but that nah. is definitely going to show up for them even more, this human yeah. connection. I think um, so. At yeah. The gen Z has definitely started. And I think interestingly, but the difference between Gen Y and Gen Z is, um, is Gen Y were, you know, fun, social, comfort, a little bit um Security was not so important to them. But with Gen Z, we are seeing a, a flip back to actually wanting some sense of security in some aspect. Yes. Um Because I think they have, um, you know, if you think about the challenging times, they have probably seen, um, some of them would have seen parents struggle with, we had recessions and so yes. forth. We, yeah. We're challenging, periods. So there is a sense of, yes, I want all of that independence and individuality in my work and I want to do multiple things at once but I've got to come yep. to security somewhere in some capacity. So that's, yep. a, that's a bit of a change that we didn't
1: see that in the Gen Y. I think that's right. And, and you know, again, this is a generation that wants feedback. And, and what we know about this generation is they want really regular feedback. So we're talking about they'd like to check in with their manager at least a few times a week. Yep. You know, so they don't just want it once a month or, you know. And they're not after a, a
0: big, long, formal conversation. They no. just want... Um, Am I on task? Am I on track? Am yes. I heading in the
1: right direction? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, which I think is really interesting too. I yeah. think also, you know, if you have these people in your team, what we know is uh, that they they learn in snatches. You know, when you talk about them having their phone by them, I think giving if you're if you're trying to teach them things, you know, they talk about micro learning, yes. giving them little bites of stuff. Yep to get their heads around and, and self-directed learning. I think this is a generation that's used to doing a lot of self-directed work.
0: Yeah, and again, if we go back, I guess, to the education system, this is the generation where schools started to really tailor learning yeah. to individuals um, yeah. and and teachers have had a tough, you know, time of it in terms of the expectation on on teachers has been that you're going to pick up the different learning styles and whether they learn best you know in this way or that way or the other way and deliver all your content in all of the ways. so they are used to having um you know an experience of a learning style that works for them and they're also getting pretty good at self-identifying that actually I don't learn best that way and that's okay which would we would never have acknowledged that as our generation but they will quite readily say I'm I learn best you know with audio visual kind of work I learn best by doing the task whatever it is
1: yeah I think that's right because they're being taught these things Mm -hmm. you know at school and I think you know when we talk about feedback these generations these newer generations coming through are being taught to have these conversations with one another in ways that we were never taught so yeah yeah, I think that's true too and you know They bring an energy.
0: They do bring an energy. And then the leadership style that I'm seeing is they like to empower the people that they're they're looking to lead. So they bring that kind of energy. Um, And they like to work collaboratively as well. I was just going to say that the collaborative
1: collaborative thing is definitely there. And, again, I think this is coming through from the education system. Yeah. You know, they're doing more and more collaboration at school. They're being taught about leadership at school. They're getting opportunities to lead at school often.
0: Absolutely. That's yeah, coming look, through. Definitely. Because I think of my youngest who is just a an alpha, but only just. She's in year five now and they're doing leadership. Well, they should be doing leadership camps. They're not. They're doing a leadership day. But yeah. for that year five cohort, it has been common for, as far as my kids have been in primary school, to do leadership camps at yes. that age. So they're really starting to build leadership as a skill um, into s- schooling, which I think is, uh, look, I think it's fabulous. I remember going to uni and having to do my first ever group assignment and I thought it was the worst experience in the world. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Yes, nightmare.
1: <laughs>
0: but that would be the independence of uh, Gen X coming out, and yes. I, suspect.
1: I think, that's and because we just, that was our first experience of it, you know, yes. as older teenagers really. Yeah, it was certainly not back into just- school. No, exactly. So I think that's very different. And I think that's a huge benefit for teams when you have people coming through who are just used to collaborating in that way. I think it's fabulous, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even we talk about working across generations, this generation um, in a way is is often not as good at explaining technology to older generations Mm. um, as perhaps their slightly older cohorts are because it's such a natural thing for them. It's like, well, how can you not understand? Whereas um, Gen Z, Gen Y, Y, sorry, Gen Y, are often better at explaining it because it was a bit new for them too. Yeah, so they grew up with things changing and developing.
0: That's true. Yeah. No, Gen Z definitely just it's it's part of their DNA. What
1: do you mean? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think there's all sorts of ways we can harness some of these differences across generations. And I think, and then you layer all of that over life stage. Yes. So you know you people at different stages of their lives will have different needs in a team mm-hmm. and different uh will be looking for different uh support, we'll be looking to engage differently, you know, and we know that from young feckless no responsibility coming into a workforce to you know settling having a family potentially mm. having older children having older parents you know all of those life stage issues need to be layered over these generational things too yeah
0: absolutely but I think fundamentally today's episode has made about just understanding a little bit not, a, not in great detail just a little bit about each generation so yeah. so you understand where they're coming from their perspectives Yes. And understand how they might show up at work and, and why that is a great thing.
1: I think so. And, and, and you know, as we say, being aware of the generational differences is really powerful, but avoid bias, avoid trying to avoid that sort of, oh, they're that. Yes. Oh, you're such a boomer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 you don't go saying that to our baby boomers. <laughs> Um, no, no, and and recognise the importance of having that multi generational workforce. And yes. if you can milk the best out of each generation, that's yes. going to be great for your team.